Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saintsing here to moonwalk across the stage, but I'm not going to upstage our third host we have here. Which is Monica Navarro Leonard, former Republican, current socialist. Oh, <laughs> a, a, a Republican in recovery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying it on for size. I'm not like fully committed. Which drag queen made the big conversion? <laughs> Which I drag mean, queen talked you out of your values? Alaska Thunderfuck. Could I? Could I pick one? Really? Was I mean, it you, Santos. You could. George Santos. He was the one. <laughs> George, <laughs> it was George Santos who convinced her to not. Actually, be, now that you mention it, yeah, it was. It was George Santos. Yeah. If ever there was a drag queen that could convince somebody to no longer be a Republican, I think George Santos would be it. But speaking of people who have recently been. Sp- spreading lies on the internet. There's me. Uh, <laughs> after our last episode, I got some fan corrections. Uh, the first one actually comes from Scott and the gang over at the No New Friends podcast. They are all based in the Orlando area. And as I learned on the episode that was published the exact same day as our episode, apparently every single iteration of the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular ends with Indiana being crushed by a giant boulder. Yeah. Like, apparently that is a thing. Matt, you knew that? Yeah, I I grew up in South Florida. Please don't hold that against me. And I saw (laughs) Indiana Jones get killed. I saw that ride or that show before I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. So when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, wait a second. It's like the first 10 minutes. How can he? (laughs) So it it really screwed up my spatial time in Indiana Jones. This explains so much, Matt. Oh, my God. Unfortunately. But (laughs) long-time listener, uh, first-time First time corrector Diana uh, <laughs> uh, went ahead and weighed in. Apparently, Diana is the proud owner of a shiny JD. Or she weighed in on the beekeeper issue. And she said that there's a lot of factors that we didn't explore, such as the relative size of the two lots and whether or not uh, there is a contract in place. Um, which is often the case when beekeepers uh, team up with orchards and other commercial farmers that require pollinators. So there's a lot of factors that we didn't take uh, consider. And honestly, I'm not sure that any of that makes us wrong, but it does. <laughs> it, it is nice to have additional context. And if you'd like uh, Diana's full report, you can find us on our uh, Don't Wreck Yourself Discord, which you will find a link for in the show notes. Uh, but I believe, Matt, you have a topic that is out of this world. I was going to just about to say that, but uh, before we jump into that, uh, <laughs> I know I stole that was, it. That was another, very cute. Another fun fact about Diana is she <laughs> used to work at the like world mustard museum in uh, Wisconsin. So ask her about that sometime. <laughs> but anyway, okay, Diana, you and I need to connect because mustard yeah. is life. Like mustard is life. Cur- currently about 18 different types of mustard in my refrigerator. So, Oh, wow. Open up Mustard Gate here. I, I like it. I like it. 
I have a paltry four varietals of mustard as well as ground mustard and whole mustard seed. Oh, okay. I just snorted some mustard before doing this. So here, let's, <laughs> let's, let's party. No, so um, let's get to the out of this world topic. Uh, I saw something on the, on the AP uh, Newswire said European Space Agency wants to give the moon its own time zone, which begs the question, what time is it on the moon? How many how many time zones are there on Earth? Uh, I would assume twenty four. I would think I would have looked that up. Change. <laughs> there are twenty. It's gonna maybe? be. I, I would think twenty four because otherwise there'd be like a four hour gap if it was only twenty. Well, we got the we got the uh, international yeah, dateline that changes everything. No, um, well, many of them are thirty minutes yeah. apart, or actually odd, like weird numbers apart. Like I think there are several time zones across India alone and some they're not always one hour apart <laughs> there are 24 time zones in the world i just looked it up 24 yeah Fuck. yeah <laughs> well <laughs> no, yeah, your reason was good yeah but their their lines kind of their their lines kind of wiggle and they're not exactly straight lines because they want to try to maintain the the geographical continuity of islands in the pacific and things like that mm-hmm. so there's a there's a lot of reasons why time zones get adjusted and shifted uh but 24 does make probably the most sense or some increment of 24. I would allow, I would allow a half hour time zone. I think that would make sense for maybe the Dakotas. Maybe that, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland 24 was just him going to different time zones the entire time. Just keep going from (laughs) one to the other, the same 24 hours, you know, I am ashamed to say that I watched five (laughs) seasons and that man, and I can't confirm that man did not poop once. Even though he was oh, in the shit the entire time. That's such an odd observation. So what's the what's the deal with the European Space Agency doing time zones on the moon? Yeah, first of all, uh, you have to, I think you should have to go to the moon before you figure out what time it is. So it should just be American fucking standard <laughs> time. The Europeans, which, like, is East Co- which is East Coast or West Coast, nothing in between. <laughs> I, cu- yeah. I couldn't imagine being from a country that didn't land on the moon, to be honest. Right. Um, but <laughs> God, that was anyway. the most American thing I've heard in a long time. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so missions to the moon uh, occur on Earth time, as makes sense, by the country operating that spacecraft. Uh, as space travel becomes more international, you're going to run into a whole lot of other issues here. I don't know if you guys remember, but in 1999, uh, NASA, along with the European Space Agency, I want to say, um, they tried to put yeah. a climate uh, uh, rover on Mars, and it burned up in the atmosphere and got destroyed because no one accounted for changing from kilometers to miles, or like some, or from meters to like feet, <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah, right. So two Metric years, imperial and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, um, wow. So, so I think that this is like an interesting concern, right? Uh, I would think that the the most sensible thing to do, because right now, if you're running a mission to the moon, the country running it, you know, using their local time at, you know, the launch site or the control center probably makes the most sense. But I think where it really comes into play is once you have a permanent settlement on the moon, some sort of permanent space, uh, like human presence there in in the form of. And yeah, like either a colony or a scientific research station or like, I don't know, a Bond villains hideout. Oh, then you're going to need some sort of local time. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm assuming I, I'm assuming if the if if Europe sets it up, it's going to be tea time. Oh, yeah. Right. That's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's always tea time on the moon. Uh, no, I would say Greenwich Mean Time probably makes the most sense. 
Yeah. So when you bring up Greenwich Mean Time, yeah. So there is like uh, space uses uh, UTC or Coordinated Universal mm-hmm. Time, and this is like you know about uh-huh. it, Monica. I I just I just learned. Uh, about yeah, it. I, know, I know. I mean, I wouldn't say I know about it. I know of it. I'm by no means an astro- astronomer. It's like Beyonce. I know of her, but I don't know her personally. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Uh, you should check out the Lemonade album. That was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I checked it out when it came out like five years ago. Yeah, or whenever. But uh. It's like 10 years ago. That's how old you are. <laughs> Universal time is based on Greenwich Mean Time, yeah? Yes. Universal time is based yeah. on Greenwich Mean Time. And everywhere in the universe that doesn't have a time zone is the same time. So Mars, Jupiter, any mm-hmm. kind of with the, the fuck stick nebula or what? Horsehead nebula. Um, sorry. Colloquially, it's known as the fuck stick nebula in the science community so don't or worry. in the european space organization the bloody fuck stick right yeah i don't know <laughs> your, your, your british accent is so good <laughs> yeah, I, I studied I, abroad in england i'll have you know and they didn't buy any of it <laughs> but i know so i shocking. can tell i didn't buy it either <laughs> but i still think you're funny go on so on earth our system you know, it's solar time, right? It is defined by the motion of the sun in the sky. Um, although we keep track of time with an atomic clock, right? Um, that means the local time depends on where you are on Earth. And we, and we get around this complication by having many different time zones, right? I think what is more yeah. useful, the definition of time that doesn't vary with location, universal time, Greenwich Mean Time, I think this is what they should do on the moon, absolutely. But what is a little more interesting is not what time is it on the moon is how long is a is a month on the moon? It's going to blow your guys minds. Wait, is it? This is not a rhetorical question. Uh, like a lunar month. This is no, I'm, I, oh, I looked at. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I talk a lot, but I'm trying. I, this is the one times I don't want to talk. Uh, I would assume that it's potentially millions of years because the moon is in a geosynchronous orbit with one side always facing us. However, I would have to imagine that there is some variation over time, some slight spin to the moon's surface that would cause it to fully rotate. And then if we assume that a month is either four weeks or 30 days, it would have to be millions upon millions of years. So, Monica, would you like to venture a guess before I break the answer? That was so much much better articulated than, I mean, I was going to say exactly that. That's what I actually meant to say. I was just going to say that. I don't want to answer it now. Yeah, high five, Monica. We we did it. Boom. Done. We did (laughs) it. Figured it out. So one day. I forwarded Ryan that text and he read it aloud is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you Gen X? Did you send a fax? (laughs) I, I faxed him and then. He texted back and I got my daughter to read it for me. He didn't answer on my space. Here's the here's the bad news, Monica. All that is for not because I think Matt's already indicated that I'm wrong. So maybe you shouldn't be yes. trying to take credit so hard. <laughs> Reach for the stars, <laughs> not the moon. Maybe you should wait till Matt says something, then say I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, but it just sounded so good. Oh, thanks. That's, that's that's that white man confidence that people have come to know and love. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't know about that, but um, they've come to know it. I'll say that. <laughs> um, so because we explained it to them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You see, Monica, mansplaining is when a man explains to a woman what she doesn't understand. So let me tell you, let me tell you something about my very pale, very blonde seven year old who okay. is male. He was born with the gift of mansplaining. And it's it's shocking. Like I get mansplained by it's this genetic. child. 
every goddamn day. It sounds like incredible. it's biological and not cultural. Sounds like it's it's in, yeah. ingrained in DNA. It, we could sit here and talk about nature versus nurture, but that's a whole other episode. So in terms well, of mansplaining. It's a whole other yeah, podcast. Yeah, is, with you. Is, yeah. it an, is it a learned behavior? <laughs> it's it's right there in the Y chromosome. <laughs> right there. Right there. Okay. So um, what is the actual so, answer, Matt? So one day on the moon is is 29.53 Earth days. One month on the moon, same as a day. Because the, the one month is a full lunar cycle from new moon to new moon, right? Sure. One day on the moon is from sunrise to sunrise to suns, I guess sunrise, right? So 708 hours is what um, there are 354. Oh, there are 354 Earth hours in a day on the moon. So a week is 206 Earth days and a month is 29.53 and a year is just 27.3 days. Good luck catching a flight on the moon. Uh, Especially uh, if you're flying Spirit Airlines. Yeah. (laughs) There's Um, no way Spirit's going to the moon, right? I mean... It's it's weird, right? Charging for for your carry-on, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So I think just to close out the the moon thing... Will they have moonlight savings time? You think? (laughs) Okay, as soon as this question was posed about the time on the moon, that is the very first thing I asked. Like, that's the first question that came into my brain. Yeah. Was whether or not there would be moonlight savings time. Yeah. Which, of course, there are no farmers on the moon, so I don't see... Not yet. Why? As yet. soon as there is a person to fuck with on the moon, that is when moonlight savings time will begin. <laughs> Once I start growing as as hydroponic cheese weed farmers on there. the moon. <laughs> oh, cheese farmers. Cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine moon weed? You would sell so much and for so much money. So they already have a string called moon rocks. So like it, it's already right. The, the ecosystem is right there for the taking. No one has ever been higher than the man on the moon. On the moon. Or the mat on the moon. There you go. There you go. If things go good in your life, the the mat on the moon. If I uh, pass my astronaut physical, yeah. I I sense that we're going to be pivoting in a moment, but I just need to ask you both. Are we going to make it back to the moon anytime soon? Yes. Is this going to happen? The Artemis missions are going to happen in two years. NASA has... <laughs> oh. oh, Matt actually, you Matt actually has an answer. Mad. I was just going to make Donald Trump jokes. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, okay. N- NASA in 2025 says they want to send another human to the moon, and they've committed to putting the first woman on the moon. Um, oh. So wow! So yeah, it only took the what, 70 years. What they're doing. Uh, Fifty years, like 50, 40, right? 50, yeah, 50, 50 years. Last I mean, one, yeah, last one happened in the seventies. But, but will it be successful? I mean. Well, if it's a woman flying, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Will the woman be Beyonce is what I'm really oh, asking. She's already out of this world. She's got nothing to prove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be some science nerd. Oh, yeah. Some. Yeah. How dare you assume Beyonce isn't a science nerd? Oh, well, she's everything to everyone. So, of course, she's also a science nerd. All at that once. Goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> all at once. Yep. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. There um, you go. So, I guess the... Um, God, I had a thought, and I, I, think I, I, I think I lost it. Thanks to space weed. Yeah. So, so, if the European Space Agency does... Set the moon to UTC, a.k.a. Greenwich Mean Time, a.k.a. Zulu Time. Is America going to go along with it? Historically, no. Right. Um, (laughs) 
fuck them, right? The moon is ours. That's how that's how most people think about this, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, right? be be honest, Matt. You yeah. as an American, do you feel ownership over the moon? Absolutely well, not. No, you can't right. own the moon, man. No, 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 no. I don't mean individually. I mean like collectively as an American in the context of globally. Do you feel ownership as an American over the moon? No, I, no, not any okay. more than I do over remote islands in the Pacific that we happen to walk on the first. No. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you kind of do. No, I, that was a joke. That was a joke. I don't No, I don't know. Like, the moon is for everyone. Um, and whoever goes there next could be Americans could be not. I don't, I don't take a whole lot of national. I'm not a nationalistic kind of guy. I'm more of a I, yeah. fucking chill. You know? <laughs> You're more of a fucking grow weed on the moon kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Does the moon belong to earth by virtue of it being in its gravitational? Well, well, do we belong yes. to the sun then? So we belong to the sun. Only if there are people living on it. Does the sun belong to Why? us because we orbit it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. That's a logic. You, that's I'm a logic. Just, curious, just yeah. in case somebody else I shows up yes making claims. Both. I want to know if human, if humanity has a claim. Why uh, would we ever claim Saturn's or uh, what's the, the one with a lot of fucking moons? Oh, that's Saturn. Yeah, Saturn's rings or the uh, one of them has like 13 moons or something. I'm Jupiter has a bunch of moons too. Jupiter and Saturn Jupiter, are, are, that are good. pretty big players in the grand scheme of things. But let's say let's say extraterrestrials. Let's say let's say there are ex, there's sentient extraterrestrial life on like okay. I don't know uh, one of the moons of Mars, and they say, "Hey, that moon circling your planet belongs to us. Do we have a better claim?" Ooh, I got a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. All absolutely. right, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we? Why don't we take this? Why don't we take this one offline and just ask Diana? I, I will fight a space <laughs> alien. Right? Space <laughs> law goes off maritime law. Like space law goes off maritime law. So like what whatever we use for that is what we're going to use for the moon eventually, right? So if if an alien species sets up a base on the moon, Bomb do them. they have yeah. claim? <laughs> I think we're going to fucking kill them. I think just we're going to fucking kill them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So our next topic actually comes to us by way of TikTok. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and try to get this audio going. I thought the moon was just a chunk of the Grand Canyon that broke off. I hope that's not you're being serious. I'm, I'm, I'm not even fucking kidding. I really to this minute thought that. Why did you think that? When the meteor hit the planet and killed the dinosaur. It knocked <laughs> a, <laughs> a dinosaur. There's one left at that point. Yeah. It knocked a piece of the Earth off, which was the Grand Canyon, and it kind of formed into what the moon is. Frankie, that's embarrassing that you would Why say Why is that. that embarrassing? Where did the moon come from, Joey? Just fucking, I don't, where, where did the planet where? come from? How is my theory on the moon less fucking dumb than you like a rock just floated on by? We, we say a lot on this show. That's the easily the dumbest thing that you think. Okay. <laughs> could could you could you give a little Ryan? Could you give a little introduction to who these people are and? Yeah. What? So this yeah. is uh, this is actually from another podcast. So technically, we're just stealing another podcast uh, content here. Uh, so this is coming from the Basement Yard podcast. You can check them out. I get why they put this tick on click. Uh, I get why they put this clip on TikTok. It is genuinely amusing. Uh, but there are some interesting claims being made in that video. Uh, I'm going to start with the easy one first. Dinosaur. Is it self-pluralizing like fish and deer? Ooh, fish has two plurals. When dinosaur ruled the earth. Wait. Fish does have two plurals. Yes, it does. Fish has two plurals. Wait, what? Fish is is a plural of the fish. fish. 
fish is means you have more than one species of fish. Okay, I suppose I knew this, but didn't ever know, like, I wouldn't have been able to articulate the rule on it. I impressed my boss's brother at a dinner party with this fact. So, <laughs> like, I mean, so okay, it's so my, my go to whenever I hear fish. Yeah. <laughs> take the phrase plenty of fish in the sea, right? I never even stopped to think for a moment that no one says plenty of fishes in the sea. Yeah, because different species. Because, no, I mean, if. Fuck. I mean, like, how many. It would be, are it we would be as more efficient. able to fuck every species in the fish? In the, like, are we like, or is there one fish species we're allowed to uh, bone? Mermaids, centaurs, minotaurs, uh, human centipedes. <laughs> They're out there. Minotaurs. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening right now? What just happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm just listing all the species <laughs> yeah, really? that humans can <laughs> Good grief. Okay, that's Any, a Anyway, but so anyway. the claim about the Grand Canyon shit, is that what you're getting to here? Yeah, eventually. All, all I'm saying is that this is the first time in, a, in many episodes that we have directly provided content Ooh. for our many furry fans. So I got gotcha. you. Okay, well, I don't <laughs> want to go past that. I don't want to go past that. Yeah, you know. return to form. Um, so there's a couple. There's a couple things. One is the moon actually a chunk of the Earth that is the Grand Canyon that was caused by the dinosaur that wiped out the or caused by the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs? And the answer is no, because the, the 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 asteroid that hit the Earth that wiped out the dinosaurs hit in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, which, although in the same hemisphere, is not anywhere near the Grand Canyon. However, the uh, the first gentleman is actually correct. The current operating scientific theory for how the moon formed was that Earth was hit by a rogue planet called Thea. And then the material that broke off of the Earth by virtue of gravitational forces clumped into a ball that became the moon. So he's kind yeah. of right, though he pinned the crime on the wrong uh, on the wrong asteroid, which is more or less how our justice system works. If we get a conviction, we'd leave it at that. I, I, I fit think the description is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Lord. you think the day the dinosaurs died was the day the moon got created? What are the fucking odds of that? Like two cataclysmic changes to Earth, and that, that happened that when you, you have one celestial body to blame for that, seems kind of crazy. I'm I'm going to push back and say it's actually not that crazy. It's I'm I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Monica. I don't think it's that crazy, Matt, because I'm sure any any notion of complex life on Earth that was present when the rogue planet Thea hit the earth was probably in a great deal of jeopardy of extinction. I, I like it, it, it caused some okay, issues. But like, sure. We know how old the moon is and we know when the, when the asteroid hit and those dates don't match up for one. Right. Like those times uh, that like, like the, the carbon on the moon is similar to the carbon on earth. And we can, by how fast it decays, you can, it's a clock, which answers a question. What time, what time did the dinosaurs die is basically what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> uh, what time did they die on the moon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but, but we're, we're not talking about it actually being like fact. We're talking about it not being, you're saying it's implausible that those two uh, things happened at the same time. And we're saying, Actually, not that not that crazy. Uh, we don't, in, at least I don't endorse the idea that they happened at the same time because right. of the scientific theories that we are operating under currently. But no, they, they it's not so implausible. Like 
it's what a crazy thing that would be insane if it were you know like like I, I get it you're talking about probabilities and I understand that now okay mm-hmm. I was a little more like it's not yeah, so the day happened on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> no the uh, so I, I think I think what's what what we're dealing with here is there are two events that are kind of similar in uh, an a celestial body striking the earth and creating a cataclysmic event. However, a rogue planet hitting earth is magnitudes of order different from an asteroid hitting the earth. An asteroid hitting the earth is big enough to wipe out the dinosaurs. Uh, A rogue planet hitting the earth was big enough to knock off a a chunk of the earth, about a quarter of the size of what was left behind and, and Mm -hmm. put it into orbit. And then that, accretion disk that forms a, that, that accretion disk which is just uh material that's stuck in the gravitational orbit of the earth eventually formed by virtue of gravitational uh, gravitational forces into the moon and that process would take billions of years not millions of years which is the difference right. between where we are and where the dinosaurs are at yeah so that, that that's it that's it that's that's the whole thing right there um were there any other <laughs> well, claims we in there know it's that not we, the, we, to take we know on? it's not the grand canyon we know it's not the grand canyon we we know what didn't come from the grand canyon Right. Do you know the, where the Grand Canyon came we from? We know it didn't come from the Grand Canyon. Oh, a river. A river. Uh, right. Yeah, the Colorado okay. River. Colorado River. The Colorado River. Okay. I. So you have to forgive me, Matt. I didn't get much of a science education. So even the things I think oh, I know, yeah. I never assume I actually know. <laughs> uh, for, so for those of you who didn't turn into uh, tune into Monica's previous appearance on the show she was homeschooled extensively that is not in a religious a, in a, a religious a, setting and she is I, and she's defensive about it apparently well no, no 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 i'm not really i will never homeschool my children it's for multiple life. reasons but but also it's not entire there are many homeschooled people who receive robust scientific educations whose parents are scientists i am not one of them that's gotcha. all i'm saying okay <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you're out there and you haven't listened to the Basement Yard podcast, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. I haven't listened to them except beyond this TikTok clip, but they seem like the type of people that I would like to listen to. Uh, I, I just worry that I'd be I'd be I'd be trying to click my mic so I could chime in and say no, 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 no. But it's a different kind of show, different different genres, different pursuits. Um, but speaking of uh, taking in a steady diet of unhealthy things. Uh, I found on r slash today I learned astronauts apparently eat steak and eggs before flying uh, before they launch on their missions. Uh, all, apparently, all these science guys very superstitious. <laughs> I mean, uh, so it's, kind of, it's talk- kind of turned yeah. into a ritual. Apparently, this is a tradition that goes back to Alan Shepard, the first American in space. Uh, he had a breakfast of steak and eggs with orange juice and tea uh, in 1961. And then eight years later, it's the exact same meal that the crew of Apollo 11 ate before they launched on their mission to the moon. And it is a thing. The day you go on a mission, you want to have something high protein and you want to be something that's not that's not a lot of you know, something kind of lean. So that's why they, they did that. Um, but when you eat something so lean, lean in space, your body uses it all and you there is less chance of you to poop. So I think it's also they're setting up for success 12 hours later, 10 hours later, you know, if you, where you you'll have to defecate yeah. less in space. And if there's one thing I know about space is that poop flies, my friend. And then, <laughs> the science teacher to confirm that here. <laughs> I, I mean, what if you're a chronically constipated astronaut asking for a friend? 
I would say you're probably not. Uh, you're, you, you are not an astronaut. Like you're in you the know. top ten percent of your astronaut class. I, Come on, you're telling me that all astronauts go daily. They are not constipated. They've got a healthy gut. I think they would. No, I think constipation is considered a positive <laughs> because if you're if you're constipated, you're probably pooping right? solids, not liquids, which is. Oh, like, cause like, like when you poop liquid in, in zero G, you're talking about aerosolized poop in uh-huh. the air. No, no. Whereas no, if you're no one knows what that's like, no one's ever done that. I can deal, I can deal with flying turds. Flying diarrhea is a whole other ball game. And I've, I've, I'm a mom. I've handled a lot of shit in my life. Like in the last yeah. seven years, I still wipe my seven year old's ass. Um, but it's like you, you you have to. They won't do it themselves. My neighbor's mom wipes my ass. Well, too. well, there you go. No, they it. don't. They do not so, do a good job. Kids are <laughs> kids are disgusting. They're just and they don't care. They're like, so what? I did an okay enough job. They'll just walk around with a poop in their butt. And I'm assuming astronauts are not too far <laughs> oh. off of that. They're you know, like, um, it's, good it's like a DMV employee. I did an okay enough job. <laughs> Speaking of a shitty thing with uh, with the space program is um, Eisenhower. You know, the reason all the astronauts were white men uh, is not because those are the uh, only I mean, ones that like applied or whatnot. There was an astronaut corps before there oh, were really? astronauts. So we had we had black men. There were astronauts. There were there were a few women. There were there were training to become astronauts. Um, and actually, when Yuri Gagarin became the first human in space, Eisenhower's like national security advisor said, we should send a black man into space to send a message that, you know, we're, that we are, we're 1950s America and we're tolerant, right? Is what, mm. <laughs> but yeah, Eisenhower, again, a four-star general, he, he fucked it. He put a, they were ready to do this. And then he said, no, to become an astronaut, you had to have been a military test pilot. Who are military test pilots in the forties and fifties? white men and that set a trajectory for the next 80 years or however many years mm. right of like astronauts just being guys who look like ryan and i right unfortunately but or, but handsomer um, i mean you know this is not an exclusive tale to nasa <laughs> yeah this is pretty across the board they were yeah. like we were gonna They're do diversity but space, then we though. didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's true that's true, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i just think like we were a heartbeat away from having a black astronaut in 1950 something then and it's amazing it does right it sounds like like yeah. almost made up right <laughs> um you know uh, that, that is actually kind of wild so thank you for bringing that to the table um but speaking of bringing things <laughs> you to don't the sound table, too eating yeah. steak and eggs <laughs> it started borderline sarcastic well, we're talking about we're talking about all the different groups of people who are excluded from space activities. Uh, what about vegans? They are unlikely to partake in the steak and eggs before mission dietary dietary practice. Is there an alternative for them? So you're asking if there's a low fiber vegan alternative. Are you a vegan? I'm not. No, 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 okay. no. I used oh, to be a vegetarian for a long okay. time, but um, not for any philosophical reasons. Gotcha. Um, but it was, I mean, I, I do wonder about this because you she have just to really like the taste of broccoli. I no, I was more of a pastatarian, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so <laughs> you have to assume that this is sort of more of a recent issue in terms of like people accepting the tradition. Maybe they wouldn't normally eat steak or eggs, but they're like, oh yeah, I can, I can get on board with this. Cause it's, you're part of this team. There's a lot of that, like not even pressure, but sort of uh, excitement even, right? Like you're about to go on a mission. This is what they yeah. do. But now yeah. 
more and more you have people who are vegans and are not indulging in any animal byproduct. So yeah, but if the goal is the goal tradition truly, or is it really like scientific borderline of like low fiber, high protein, or is it really like scientific borderline of like low fiber, high protein, you're not going to have to take a shit as soon as you get up there, which who cares if you have to take a shit? You're in I mean, space. the astronauts probably do. The, the, no, the give crew me a chief. fucking break. Yeah. I, you, how, yeah. how thrilled would you be to get to take a shit in space? It, it'd be in amazing. space yeah. and be like, yeah. I've got to take a shit. I'm ready for it. Like I get to take a shit in space. I've been training my whole you. life to take a shit right. in space. In 2016, I went to Iceland for the second time in my life. I was pregnant cool. with my firstborn. I was about 16 weeks pregnant and we went, um, which really has nothing to do with the story. Sorry. Yeah, but I want to hear it. We, we went down underneath a glacier. It looks like the moon. It looks a little like the moon. Yeah. We, uh, our <laughs> previous trip we'd walked, we'd hiked on the glacier. And then this next trip we went underneath the glacier. And so we were hiking through the glacier, through the middle of it. And at, toward the end of the, the hiking trails that they'd sort of carved out. Oh, sorry. I burped <laughs> through the glacier. They had, um, <laughs> little, little portageons. And you could pee under a glacier. Do you know how exciting that was? To pee Honestly, did it be, did that become ice? Did it become uh-huh. ice? And is it like permanent urine emblazoned on sure. this glacier? And I'll tell you, when we went in 2000, 2011, no, 2010 was when so we originally went. some of that went. yellow snow in Iceland. It was right, yeah. It was right after one of, I don't remember the name of the uh, volcano that had erupted and sent ash oh, all yeah, across yeah, Europe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there was ash all over the the glacier. You could see all the speckled snow. When we went back in 2016, as we're walking underneath the glacier and through it, he showed us our guide who had been our guide also in 2010 and that we'd kept in touch with. He's a really fascinating guy. Um, He showed us the line, the ash line that was going through the walls of the glacier. He's like, see this? It was about two inches thick. So see this ash line? Yeah. That was from 2010 when the volcano erupted. And That's we were cool. underneath the glacier. That's at that wild. Point. So it is very possible that the portageons are just dumping into the ice, and you—they're they're, we're part of the permanent landscape in in Iceland. The so, future aliens are going to be like, "What in the fuck were they doing?" <laughs> right. Not to distract from the moon com- or the the space conversation, but I think anyone would be thrilled to get up into space and be like, "Here we go! I'm going to take a shit in space." First shit in space. New milestone. Yeah. New milestone. <laughs> But speaking of people that you'd like to shove out an airlock, I think Matt had an am I the asshole queued up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, this question comes from r slash am I the asshole, a place where gives unbiased insight into the emotionally charged situations that ha- come on the Internet. And <laughs> uh, this one is from Redditor at Quirky Importance 81. And he is refusing to donate to his former bully's cancer treatment. Is he the asshole? Having not seen the full context of this, is he silently bowing out of this donation? Or is he coming out of the comments like in the GoFundMe saying, I refuse to donate to this because he's an asshole? He is not volunteering that information in a comment. He, uh, he gets in a group chat with a bunch of people from high school. He's a 26-year-old guy. Um, and he, and he finds out that his former bully, someone they all know just got diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma, about 20,000 people a year die from that. About 80,000 people are diagnosed. So it is like a, you know, 
cataclysmic, life changing, absolutely diagnosis. So, but he started to go fund me as opposed to a whim, like it's a serious cancer, not a whimsical cancer. No, it's like a funny cancer. I'm going to cancer the funny bone. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I need a clownectomy. Yeah, um. Why am I? Thanks for making me laugh at cancer. Jeez. Oh, who's crabby because you're laughing at cancer? Are you crabby because you're laughing? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the crab thick hands fear for the people listening to the podcast. But okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, and so they're like, hey, uh, so Brad is the is the uh, bully in question. And, you know, the person who organized it in the group chat said, hey, when you when you uh, donate, go ahead and give me a thumbs up uh, in the chat, which already I'm like, fuck this bitch. I like I, mm. like, I just yeah. whoever this person is. I do not need you to you just know they're the homecoming king or queen like and yeah. you know, peaked in high school. Right. Uh, also so, love coercing people into doing things that they don't want to do. Oh, well, yeah, that's, um, let yeah, you define Monica that. Monica's heard about you this type that. of person from homeschool. From Monica's, heard, Monica's heard about this type of person <laughs> from movies. She saw, she yeah. saw that. She saw <laughs> <laughs> 10 things, 10, no, 10 I things didn't. I hate about you. No, how, to <laughs> how to lose a guy in 10 days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So, and so when he didn't, thumbs up the text she was like in the chat hey uh just curious uh what's up and he said he said so he was asked and then he said i am not going to donate to this person because of how he treated me in high school and apparently this uh everyone else is like you're being out of hand this is bullshit you're being an asshole so given that context should you be forced to donate to your high school bullies cancer fund no no, no, absolutely not. And this not. is what I'll say is the the very first asshole was her for calling him out for not giving a fucking well, the bully's the first asshole. The guy, bull, the guy doing the bullying well, was the first okay, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first asshole, <laughs> second asshole, whoever this woman he, was. Chronologically speaking, yes, I think you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. If but we're keeping track this of this in lunar thing. time, he is the asshole first. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. I. I resented even being tagged in, and this is so ridiculous. I feel guilty even saying this, but I resented being tagged in the, uh, do you remember the Lou Gehrig's disease? The, like the ALS bucket challenge thing. A oh, years unfortunately ago. I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I resented being tagged in that because I felt like my support of ALS research had nothing to do with my willingness to dump an ice cold bucket of water on my head. And, and to I make do it about yourself. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I do understand the need. And I, I have friends with ALS. I have a friend who died from ALS, but it's mm. like, I don't feel like being called out for that is, eh, it's questionable, but because people shouldn't be coerced, but awareness is important. So it's a fine line, right? In this context of this group message, everyone's already pretty, um, exposed and then you're exposing them even further by saying no you have to give a thumbs up when you've when you've you have to it. prove that you've done it like know. how many people in that that yeah. message group already didn't wouldn't have donated normally except they were coerced to do so and to save face they gave the thumbs up and this guy was just willing to stick with his uh his conviction or his yeah. original notion about it and say eh, i'm not gonna donate we live in a society where people are expected to donate to other people's medical expenses. When every other major economy on earth has a public health care system, it's, it's kind mm -hmm. of dog shit that he was put in that situation by our civilization. I've literally seen it going around and I've said this to people from other countries that find it very delightful because there is a curiosity about why Americans are so fucking friendly 
globally speaking. And it's really, we have to have that many friends or else who's going to donate to our fundraisers when we get cancer. <laughs> That's fucking That's so depressing. Good. That's savage. I yeah. mean, what are we going to do? We have to have, we have to be friendly. We have to say hi to the cashier and make it conversations about networking. Right. I mean, when we get cancer, we either sell meth or we have a GoFundMe. So those are the, those are our two options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if there's one person that I expect all of our fans to donate to in the event of a cataclysmic medical emergency, it's Rick Reynolds. Is, is, that, is that grammatically correct? Did I say that grammatically correct? He's not going to know. He's Australian. Should I give him another pet? <laughs> <laughs> also, he's a musician. He's not going to care. Right? <laughs> Fair dinkum. But that's how I know he doesn't have insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. I'll donate. I'll donate to Rick Reynolds's GoFundMe. I'm, I'm going to donate twice. I'll donate twice. I'll, I'll lead the charge. I'll be in the chat asking other people why they didn't donate. I'll be organizing. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But the best way to support Rick Reynolds in his time of need is to seek out his music. He has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes and Spotify. You can find him on Instagram at Rick Reynolds and slip into his DMs. Let him know that you'll be there in his time of need. Uh, Matt, do you have any (laughs) social media that you'd like to share? Not that I'd like to share. No. Yeah. I just, you know, um, if you, if you really, if you really want to get in touch with me, it's not that hard and you can figure it out. How about that? <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm also very disappointing. So, yeah. You, oh, I mean, sometimes, um, <laughs> sexually speaking, mostly. All right, how about yeah. you, Monica? <laughs> sure. You can find me at myspace.com forward slash monkey butt. I don't know if that's still active. <laughs> if I'm being honest, all my socials are on private because I have kids. And the first time I posted a picture of my kid wearing a t-shirt and a diaper, I got all sorts of weird comments from strangers that were oh, pretty no. bizarre. And so I just put them all to private pass and I've been at private ever since. That. So Yeah, you yeah, can pass. you can reach Monica so, on the Don't Wreck Yourself Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you feel exactly. so inclined. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> the internet's a weird place, guys. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me individually on Instagram and Twitter at Foodicide. That's F O O D I C I D E. I think I did that right. <laughs> and you can, of course, find the podcast on every major social media platform at Wreck Your Pod. And you can find us on the Podcast Nexus Discord server. Uh, we have a thread there that you are welcome to jump into and talk about the latest episode. That's it. But if you want to talk about something else, we're open to that, too. You can also rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Most of these systems go up to five stars. I recommend all five stars. But if you want to give us fewer stars than that, maybe uh, shut the fuck up and keep it to yourself. yeah if we could end by telling your listeners to shut the fuck up i think you'd have done very well (laughs) um look if you uh, don't have that if you don't have something if if you don't have something unquestioningly praising to say about me don't say it at all that's (laughs) (laughs) oh so if between now and when next we meet you're wondering whether it's 420 on the moon or not Nice. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change.